Chapter Two of The King Nobody Wanted by Norman F. Langford. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Two A King is Born. Nobody saw the lions in the daytime, for they were sleeping in their caves. But at night they might come out to prowl around the rocky hills, looking for a fat sheep to eat. After dark, the hyenas and jackals began to howl. Robbers might be somewhere in the darkness, too. In the night, when other folk were fast asleep, a good shepherd needed to be awake and on the watch to see that no harm came to his little sheep and lambs. One night, when winter was in the air, some shepherds were huddled together on a stony field not far from the town of Bethlehem. Not many miles to the north lay Jerusalem, the capital city of Palestine, but here in the fields it was quiet and lonely and cold. The shepherds sat upon the rocks, or stood leaning upon their staves. Now and again one of them would see something move, or hear a little rustling sound. He would raise his eyes and peer out anxiously into the darkness, to make sure that all was well. Suddenly, without any warning, the sky was flooded with light from beyond the clouds. Everything had been dark a minute before, but now every stone and tree and hillock in the field showed up bright as day. The shepherds jumped to their feet. Some were too frightened to speak, and others cried out in terror. What is it? What can it be? It's the glory of the Lord, one called out. Lord, have mercy upon us. Suddenly they heard a loud, clear voice. Shepherds! Silence fell upon the group. Shepherds, do not be afraid. I bring you the good news which all the Jews have waited so long to hear. This very day, Christ your Savior has been born in the city of David, and this is how you will know him. You will find him as a baby, wrapped in swaddling clothes, and lying in a manger. The voice broke off, and a great chorus began to sing. The sky rang with the music, and these were the words of the song. Glory to the highest, and on earth peace, good will toward men. As quickly as they had come, the light and the singing were gone. There was just the darkness again, and the far-off howling of wild beasts. Everything was the same as before, except that the shepherds' eyes were still blinded by the light, and their ears were full of the music. Their excited voices broke the spell as they all talked at once. He's come at last! The Messiah's come! Where did the angel say? The city of David. That means Bethlehem. Why are we waiting here? Let's go to Bethlehem. Yes, let's go to Bethlehem at once and find out what has happened there. For the first time in their lives, the shepherds left their sheep to look after themselves. Across the hills and the stone fences and the rocky fields the shepherds scrambled, and hardly stopped for breath until they reached the edge of the town. Everything in Bethlehem was dark as night can be. But no, not everything. One tiny speck of light was flickering in the blackness. He must be where the light is, said one of the shepherds. Down the street they ran and in through a door. They were standing in a stable. There were no angels there, 
Instead of that, the shepherds saw cows and donkeys eating hay. A cold draft of air was blowing in around the cracks of the door and over the dirt floor. Beside one of the mangers they saw a man standing. A young woman was resting close by. She was watching a baby who lay in the straw. "'We come to see the Messiah,' one of the shepherds stammered. The baby cried. The animals munched their food. There was some explaining to do. The shepherds told the story of what had happened in the field. The young man beside the manger did not have anything very exciting to tell the shepherds. My name, he said, is Joseph, and this is my wife Mary. We used to live here in Bethlehem, but no one remembers us now. I've been working in Galilee for years. I have a carpenter shop there. The only reason we came back to Bethlehem was to have our names entered in the government records. We got here only yesterday. We tried to get a room in the inn, but there wasn't any room for us with all the important people here. They said we could sleep in the stable. The baby came tonight. Here he is, if you would like to see him. The shepherds looked at the baby. They hoped that they would see something unusual about him, but he looked just like any other baby. Then they remembered the angel's song. Outside again the shepherds looked up and saw a faint gray light streaking the blackness in the east. Morning was coming. Soon the people of the countryside would be getting up. What a story the shepherds were going to tell them! Who would have thought of looking for the Messiah in a manger? The shepherds were the first to learn the secret. As they walked back to their flocks, they prayed and gave thanks to God. Meanwhile, the little family in the stable were gathered in silence around the manger. Mary, the mother, said never a word, but her thoughts were busy with the tale the shepherds had told about her little child. The shepherds were not the only people to see strange lights in the sky. Many miles away, three men saw a new star. They were wise men, and they knew all the stars, but this one they had never seen before. It was not only a new star, but a moving star. Like a bright fingertip in the heavens it seemed to beckon them on. The wise men were rich and important, and thought nothing of a journey. At once they made ready and set out to see where the star would lead them. For many days they traveled across the desert, and at last they came to Jerusalem. Although they were not Jews, they had heard that a Messiah was expected some day in Palestine. When they saw the star that brought them to Jerusalem, they decided that the Messiah must have come. We are strangers here, they said to each other. We had better ask our way. King Herod was in Jerusalem just then, and the wise men went to his palace. Since they were rich and famous, they had no trouble getting in to see the king. They bowed down respectfully before the king, and Herod received them with courtesy. Then the wise men asked, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We have seen his star in the east. We have come to worship him, but we do not know where he is. Herod was surprised, and then he was angry. A new king of the Jews? Why, Herod himself was king of the Jews. However, he hid his feelings and answered, I will find out what you want to know. He left the wise men and hurried off to consult with his advisers. 
"'The Messiah!' he shouted. "'Where do they say the Messiah will be born?' Solemnly he was told, "'In Bethlehem. An ancient book of the Holy Scriptures tells us that out of Bethlehem shall come a governor to rule the people of Israel.' Fear and jealousy boiled up in Herod, but a king must control his feelings, and Herod was old and wise. When he had called his three visitors to him, he was as smooth and polite as ever. He told them that they would find the child in Bethlehem. "'Go there,' Herod said, "'and look for him carefully. And when you have found him, come and tell me, for I too want to go and worship him.' The wise men thanked the king and set out for Bethlehem. Soon they arrived at the place where Joseph and Mary were staying with the baby. It was very different from Herod's palace. There the three wise men fell down on their knees as they would before a king. They opened their treasures and put their gifts in front of the baby. One brought gold, the others brought sweet-smelling ointments, frankincense and myrrh. "'Hail, Messiah!' they murmured in adoration. "'Hail, Christ! Hail, King of the Jews!' When they were once more outside on the road, one of them spoke. "'I think,' he said, "'that it would be well for us not to see anything of Herod again. "'I had a dream.' The others agreed with him quickly. They had had a dream, too. "'God sent that dream to warn us that Herod is dangerous,' they said." Herod means to harm the child. Let us find some other road back home. The days went by, and soon the baby was given his name. He was to be called Jesus. One day, when Jesus was about six weeks old, Joseph said to Mary, Now that we have a child, we must go up to the temple in Jerusalem and give an offering to the Lord. We cannot afford a lamb, but we can at least take pigeons or a pair of turtle doves. So Joseph and Mary left Bethlehem and carried Jesus with them to Jerusalem, five miles away. An old man came up to them in the temple. My name is Simeon, he said. I have been waiting for you a long time. All my life I have been waiting to see the Messiah. And now the day has come. He took Jesus from his mother's arms, and as he held the baby he began to pray. Lord, let me now die in peace, he prayed, for I have seen the Messiah, the Savior of all nations, and the glory of the Jewish people. Simeon turned back to Joseph and Mary, who were looking at him in wonder. Mary, he said, this child of yours is going to break your heart. He will make enemies, and cause great trouble in this country. He will suffer, and others will suffer too because of him. But also he will give great joy and bring many people to God. God bless you now. With these words the old man handed the baby back to Mary and turned away. Joseph and Mary never saw him again, but they remembered his words forever after. They took Jesus and started on their walk back to Bethlehem. There was so much for them to think about. First there was the story of the shepherds. Then the wise men had come with their wonderful gifts. And now there was this old man with his strange words of blessing and warning. Everything seemed to tell them that Jesus was the Messiah. 
They should be happier than anyone in the world. And yet they were not happy. There was trouble in the air. Their baby was going to be king of the Jews. Why should there be any trouble about it? They could not understand. Trouble was not long in coming. One night Joseph had a dream. When he awoke, he called to his wife, and told her that they must leave Bethlehem at once. God had sent the dream as a warning for them to get out of the country. They did not dare stay there any longer. So Joseph and Mary packed up their belongings and set out for the far country of Egypt, where they would be safe. They left Bethlehem none too soon, for Herod was exceedingly angry when the wise men did not come back. Now he was sure that the Messiah really had been born. He was afraid that soon there would be a new king in Palestine to take his throne away from him. When Herod was afraid, he never wasted any time. Somewhere in Bethlehem was a child whom he feared, and somehow that child must be killed. But he did not know which child it was. How could he be sure to find the right one? He thought of a simple plan. He called his army officers together and gave them their orders. Send your soldiers to Bethlehem, he told them, and have them kill every boy in the place who is two years old or younger. The officers sent their men to Bethlehem, and all the little boys they could find there were put to death. No matter who they were, they had to die. It did not take the soldiers very long. In a few hours they were back in Jerusalem. Herod breathed more easily. That's a good thing, he thought. If every little boy in Bethlehem is dead, the Messiah must be dead along with the rest. Herod did not know that the baby whom he feared was gone from Bethlehem before the soldiers got there. While the fathers and mothers of Bethlehem were crying because their little ones were dead, Joseph and Mary and Jesus were safely on their way to Egypt. Herod did not live long enough to find out his mistake. After he died, the little family in Egypt learned that it was safe to go home again. But this time they did not go back to Bethlehem. They went straight to the town of Nazareth in Galilee, where Joseph had worked before Jesus was born. There they settled down as though nothing unusual had happened. In Galilee, nobody knew that anything strange had happened at all. Nobody there had heard of the shepherds and the wise men, and nobody knew what Simeon had said in the temple. Nobody knew why it was that so many babies in Bethlehem had been murdered. Nobody in Nazareth thought that the Messiah had come. In Nazareth people only said, I hear the carpenter has a son. When Jesus began to walk, perhaps they said, Joseph's son is strong for his age. And later they said, the carpenter's lad is doing well at school. But there were more interesting things to talk about in Nazareth than the carpenter's family. There was the Messiah to talk about. When will he come? the people asked each other. Nobody in Nazareth had heard the angels sing. End of chapter 2